All right. You ready for the word today? Besides what we just gave you, the title of my message today is The Three Moms. Three Moms. And um, I'm going to do it a little differently than I usually do because I'll be reading a little here, a little there out of the Word of God so that we can get into on who two of these moms are. Um, the third mom, her story's not written yet. Nobody's written the story of the third mom, so there's no books you can read about the third mom today. But there is writings about the first moms. You see, the, the first mom we're going to talk about is Eve. She's the mother of all. The second one we'll talk about is Mary, the mother of Jesus. And the third mom is you moms. Those that are here today, you moms. So Delanda, Elena, Damaris, Maria, Charlotte, Sandy, Margaret, Vicky, on and on and on and on. You're the third mom today. So the first mom... I'm going to pray because I didn't, you know, I usually pray at the beginning. So I'm going to stop right now. I'm just going to pray before I get into the first mom. Father, we thank you for this day. We thank you, God, that you first loved us and that you sent your son Jesus to give us hope, to give us a chance in this life. And I pray today, God, that you give us strength today. I pray that we have an ear to hear what the spirit is saying. And Father God, that you would weed out and pull down anything that's not of you. And Lord, you would establish your kingdom in each one of our lives today as we can see what your plan is. We thank you. We love you. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. Okay, so the first mom, Eve. How many of you know who Eve is? <laughs> Some of you won't raise your hand no matter what, man. That's... <laughs> Eve, Eve was a lady that was birthed in a perfect environment. How many of you have been raised in a perfect environment? <laughs> Just kidding, she said. <laughs> yeah, that's good, Ashley. Your mom's sitting right next to you there. Yeah. But it wasn't as perfect as Eve's environment. God would come down in the cool of the day and he would talk to them. He would walk with them. He would fellowship with them. I, you remember that song, Don? He walks with me. He talks with me along life's narrow way. He lives. He lives. Christ Jesus lives today. <laughs> See, that's what Eve had. Eve had that kind of relationship. Her and her husband, Adam, they could walk and talk with God because he'd come down in the cool of the day and he'd be with them. I mean, she had that perfect environment. But just let me tell you, Jeanette, we have more. We have more. The Spirit of God lives in us. That's a spot right there, Mario. The Spirit of God lives inside of us. So we have more. I mean, they were with God, but God lives in us. He is in us. His spirit. (laughs) 
They had a close, intimate relationship with God. Incredible. But their relationship with God did not make them perfect. She, like all of us, need to be on guard against being deceived. We have to guard our hearts, our minds, so that we don't get deceived. We have to know the word of God so we don't get deceived. You see, because if we just know a little bit of the word and then the enemy comes, it's just like he did with Eve. Eve didn't have this Bible, but the enemy come and he twisted words for Eve to be deceived. Now the Bible says Adam wasn't deceived. That's why the fall of man came in by Adam. He wasn't deceived. He knew better. I, I have my own take on the whole thing. I'm going to tell you my take. Eve was deceived and Adam just stood and watched. He should have got the shovel out and chopped the head off that snake. He should have killed it. But God had told him directly, don't ever eat the fruit of the tree in the middle of the garden. Because that would give them a knowledge of good and evil. Because they'd only had a knowledge of good. And, and Satan convinced Eve that God was hiding things from them. So when they ate, she ate that apple, and she did not fall over dead. She turned and she gave, gave it to her husband. And he's, he's like waiting for her to fall over, and, and she didn't, so he ate it. And then their eyes were opened. Let me read to you out of the scripture here. Then the Genesis chapter 3, 4, and 5. The serpent said to the woman, You will not surely die, for God knows that in the day you eat of it, your eyes will be open, and you will be like God, knowing good and evil. Be like God. Satan was right in that it would give them the knowledge of good and evil. That's exactly what happened. But it would bring a separation, a death between man and God. And that's what happened. That separation took place. That they were no longer in that state of purity that God created them in. Their death was spiritual. And when, when Adam, like I said, when Adam didn't fall over dead, Adam took a bite. And then their eyes were open. Verse 6. So when the woman saw that the tree was good for food, that it was pleasant to the eyes, and a tree desirable to make one wise, she took of its fruit and ate she also gave to her husband, and he ate. Then the eyes of both of them were open, and they knew that they were naked, and they sewed fig leaves together and made themselves covering. Look at, look at what it says. They ate, their eyes were open. It was, their eyes were open to sin, is what they were open to, to evil. And then they saw things, they saw things differently. Where before they walked around naked the whole time, they never knew they were naked until they, they ate of the fruit, and then now they're naked. They're like, and God says, well, who told you you were naked? You know, who told you? And they're like, well, we, we ate. And then they, they covered themselves. See, once they entered into sin, they entered into shame. And they covered themselves. They were shameful of it. And this is how Mother Eve got started. And then she had babies. And the sin nature was passed down to the next generation. In verse, chapter 4, verse 5, it says, but this is when Cain and Abel made offerings. Cain made an offering, but God did not 
Respect Cain and his offering, and Cain was very angry, and his countenance fell. Next one. So the Lord said to Cain, why are you angry? Why is your countenance falling? If you do well, you'll, will you not be accepted? And if you do not do well, sin lies at the door. Sin lies at the door, and its desire is for you, but you shall rule over it. You shall rule over it. Everybody say, rule over it. You can rule over sin, amen? You can rule over sin. And then it says, Now Cain talked with Abel, his brother. And it came to pass when they were in the field that Cain rose up against Abel, his brother, and killed him. Killed his brother. Because he was upset with God. Because he didn't do well. God said, you do good, everything will be good. But if you don't, it won't. And he was upset, and so he kills his brother. Sin entered the world through Adam, what they did. And now his oldest son kills the youngest son. That would just break a mother's heart. That would, oh, man, I, I know a family. A mom passed away. And they were having a tough time dealing with it. And they had a family meeting. And in the family meeting, they got into an argument. And then the, the brother-in-law of one of the daughters went and grabbed a gun and killed one of the sons in this family meeting. This is right after, a week after mom died. They're calling me saying, hey, could you testify to his mental state? I said, I don't even know the guy. How can I testify about his mental state? I mean, that is a terrible thing to have happen. I can't imagine what that mother in heaven could even experience if she, could, if she knew what was happening. See, I don't believe that when we go to heaven, we're going to pay attention to down here. I mean, we say a lot of nice things at funerals, but I think once we get to heaven, it's going to be about Jesus. You know, I, I kind of feel like I'll be lucky to get off the ground for a couple thousand years. <laughs> just want to stay there and worship him. But you can see how the sin, it just gets passed down. And when it gets passed down like that, it, it, it gets passed down for generations. But somebody's got to stand up and break it. Somebody's got to put an end to the traveling sin, amen, so it doesn't keep rolling through our generations. Somebody's got to put a stop to it. How do you put a stop to it? You repent and you don't do it anymore. And hopefully you do that before you have kids. Some of us, it's too late. But it gets passed down. And people a lot of times forget what they did before they got saved. I know that with my girls, I told them everything. Told them everything I did. I said, listen, this is what's going to attack you. These are the things that I did. These are the sins I committed. I've repented of them and I broke them off my life. Now you've got to make sure you don't enter into it. You've got to stop it so that it doesn't continue when you have kids. You've got to repent. You've got to stop it. 
When we have our kids, they're all born into this sinful nature, amen? They all need to be born again, amen? Everybody needs to be born again. We need to commit our life to Jesus. We need to confess our sins. We need to repent that we ever did them. We need to get baptized in water, and we need to serve God with a whole heart, with all of our heart, our soul, and our mind, amen? We've got to stop passing this stuff along to our kids. We need to realize that we live in a spiritual world. I know that some people, they see spirits, but you go to India, you go to Africa, right? Am I telling the truth? Spirits over there, it's just evident, highly evident. I was in Africa one day. I was preaching, did the altar call. People come forward. One young lady come to me. She goes, I think I have a demon. I'm like, Let's see. I read my hand on her head. Yep, you got a demon. <laughs> Let's cast him out right now. Things on the other side of the world are spiritual. And, and we need to be spiritual first, amen? Not fleshly first, but spiritual first. We need to walk in the spirit so we don't fulfill the lust of the flesh, amen? We need to be spiritual people. And our bodies, our bodies are the host of the spirit, amen? When we got born again and filled with the spirit, we became the host of the spirit of God. The living God lives inside of me, amen? He lives inside of us. So it's awesome to know that we can be redeemed from the pit of hell because of the faith of mom number two. Little teenager Mary. Little 15, 16-year-old girl who the Lord found favor in. He thought that she could be trusted with the Son of God. The angel asked her if she would be willing. And her response was, let it be as you have said. Let it be as you have said. Are you willing? Let it be as you said. Let it be, Lord, the angel, let it be as you said. That's an incredible, incredible response. I, every time I read that, I get so blessed that this little teenager girl, because, you know, back then, if you got pregnant out of wedlock, you got stoned. They killed you. They killed your baby. That was the punishment. But today we don't do that. We, have, we walk in grace and love and try to help people today. Amen? So, but her knowing she could be stoned, she said, let it be as you have said. Let's do this. And she stepped up to the plate. And, you know, when her fiancé saw her at six months pregnant. That would be a little rough on a guy, wouldn't it? I'm a hum a There you go. I'm still humming. So six months in, her fiance sees her and he's like, yeah, I'm going to try and put you away quietly so they don't stone you, so they don't kill you. I'm not going to marry you. This is, you know, we're done. Then she has a dream. He has a dream. And, and God tells him in the dream, this is me. Don't you put her away. You marry her. So even Mary was obedient. Then Joseph was obedient. And then Jesus was born. The one that was going to, Reverse the curse that happened through Adam and Eve was born into this world. 
to take away the sins of the world, amen? So that we could be restored to that relationship like they had in the garden, but now we can have it now. We can walk with him, we can talk with him all the time, every day, amen? That's the plan. That's the plan that, that God has for us. Joseph, man, I admire that guy, what he did. That would have been a, a tough thing, but he, he paid attention to his dream. He paid attention. She, Mary, went all in with Jesus. Let it be as you have said. Those are powerful words. Where Eve's decision brought separation from God, Mary's would bring us back to God. Amen. In a supernatural way. This brings us to today. The moms of today. Born into the fallen nature to be born again into Christ's nature. Amen. That's the plan that God has. For moms today, those who have heard the message of Jesus have a great opportunity to raise up a child in Jesus. Let me just tell you this. Don't punish your kid by not letting them come to church or to youth on Wednesday night. Let that be their punishment. You're going every week, every time they do something. Drag them here, kicking, screaming, whatever you gotta do, but get them into the house of God, amen? Let them hear the word of the Lord. They fall asleep, I'll wake them up. <laughs> Don't take church out of the equation. It's your hope in Jesus. We have great people serving your kids. So don't, don't mess with that. Take away their phone. Take away, you know, something else. But don't take away the Lord. I didn't get one amen when I said take away the phone. But we have this great opportunity to raise up these kids. And I know many of us, my, my kids are 36 and 38. My oldest grandson's six. My youngest granddaughter's going to be four on Jeanette's birthday. <laughs> but this means that we, we, everybody say we. We have to let go of our old nature and put on Christ. We have to do that. This means we have to share the nature of Christ so that our kids have the opportunity to accept Jesus, amen? So that our kids know, so that our kids one day, I know I did baby dedication, where I, and I need to call Jaime, or Jamie, because he's not here again. You gotta call him, Priscilla, tell him, he said, hey, I'll be there. Can we get the baby dedicated and don't come? How can you raise a kid up in the ways of the Lord? You gotta get here, right? I'm not going to be nice about it anymore because they gave us permission to call them, right? So we need to, everybody, we should all, we just should just spread his number around and everybody call him. <laughs> that just freak him out. He'll leave the county. No, I'm serious, but they, they, people, we come up here, we stand with people, we, we get them to, we lead them in a, to a place. I remember I did it with you guys. Your kids, and you've been here, you're here, your child, Stephanie's right there, your other two are out there. Not Stephanie, but whatever your name is. <laughs> She's here. Leah, that's right. Yeah, well, I remember when Stephanie was a little girl. That's how long we've been around. And, uh, but you're here, you're every week, you're bringing your kids, you're bringing them in to learn, to get trained up. And I loved your story you put online a few weeks ago about the communion thing. That was beautiful. 
That was beautiful. I forget what it was, but it really touched my heart. <laughs> I can't remember everything. But, you know, we stand here and we tell them, we say, hey, you're making a vow today to raise up your children in the ways of the Lord. And they say, yes, sir. And then I say, if you, if you respond, if you mean this, say, we will. And they say, we will. And I'm like, okay. And then we lift up the kid, we pray for them. And we say, we're going to hold you accountable because you gave us permission because it takes a village to raise a child. Amen. You know, when you see some kid acting out, tell on them. Tell on them. Thank you, Mindy. You're like, well, it's none of my business. Why not? You're in the church. You're the body of Christ. We're brothers and sisters in the Lord. If you don't tell on them, you know, the world will suck them away. If you don't stand with them, or you go tell them, hey, stop doing that stuff. I remember one kid I had. I, I used to teach first through sixth grade boys. And we had a lot. <laughs> and I, this one kid, he, he, he always acted out. He was crazy. He, he'd bounce. He'd bounce. He'd be like. <laughs> oh, I know my mic. <laughs> it's a sound effect, honey. <laughs> but he would just bounce off the chair like, a, like this. I'm not kidding. And, um. Uh, so I, I went over and I, I just put my hand on his shoulder. And he goes, nobody touches me like that. I'm like, really? Only my mom. I, oh, it fell. Oh, I get it. I didn't know you meant. <laughs> Moses is in the back going. <laughs> All right, we better now test one, two. So I told this kid, he, he was always acting up. I said, you know what? I'm going to go get your dad. I'll be good. I'll be good. I promise I'll be good. Don't tell my dad. All right, well, then you sit still and be quiet. Okay. Why not tell? We don't want to raise a bunch of heathens, do we? We're to raise up children of God. And moms, I know I spent way more time with my mom than I did my dad because my dad worked. And my kids spent more time with Delonda than me because I've worked. And I know your kids probably spend way more time with your, their moms than with you dads. Moms, you are the great influencer in your children's lives. And it never stops. I know, you know, because I, I, today's um, verse on the, my phone, I know I'm all over the place today. I'm just having fun. But it says, it says, today's verse was, honor your father and mother. This is the commandment with promise. If you honor your father and mother, things will go well for you and you will have a long life on the earth. Isn't that a powerful scripture? Honor your father and mother. Well, I don't like my mom and dad. Well, then you won't have a long life. <laughs> but you don't know how they treated me. Well, then you better forgive them today. You have to forgive. 
Because if you don't forgive, you'll be tormented. Now, I didn't write that. The Bible does. Matthew chapter 18, verse 35. It talks about, you know, um, being turned over to torment because you're not forgiving. Now, is that all, all that stuff easy? No, it's not easy. Sometimes it hurts. It hurts real bad. Sometimes it's hard and, it, and it, we really have to press into it because, you know, because of the hurt and the damage that's been done by parents. I remember when I was youth pastor, I called Pastor Dave one time and I said, hey, listen, I need to have a Sunday night service with the parents. And he goes, why? I said, they're jacking their kids up so bad. I got to get them fixed before I can fix their kids. <laughs> so he said, why don't you just stop being youth pastor and work with parents? So that's what I did. The kind of mom that you want to be is determined by you. It's determined by you. You, you get to determine Eve came from a perfect environment and was deceived into doing what she knew she should not do. From a perfect environment to the fall of man. Now Mary's country was under Roman rule, major turmoil, high taxes, governed by the Roman soldiers, and it was really rough. Yet she followed God, and he had favor on her. So it's not in how you were raised, but it's how you decide to do with what you've been given. Some of you may be still holding stuff against your mom for the things that she did. Some of you moms may have daughters holding things against you because of things you did. Some of you may be challenged with your, your children. I know that Delonda and I are. It's tough sometimes. And they're 36 and 38. But you, as a mom, get to make eternal decisions. You get to cast down and to build up. Amen? You get to let old things pass away and all things become new. You get to loose things on earth and they'll be loosed in heaven. You get to bind things on earth and they'll be bound in heaven. Amen. You can walk in the power of God or in Satan, but not both. You get to choose heaven or hell. You can receive what Jesus has for you and pass down that blessing for many generations or not. As a mom, you have the power of God by your side. You're not alone. You're not alone. Single or married, you're not alone. Jesus is with you, amen? Jesus is there. And if you're committed to him, he will guide your footsteps. He will show you how to raise your children. My, my youngest daughter, Carly, who was here, was it last week? Oh, yeah, it was just last week. Huh. <laughs> Carly was here last week. And I remember when she was a little girl, the, the Lord told me, don't yell at Carly. 
He said, she's like this, like an open flower. But when you yell, she goes, she don't hear anything. She don't receive anything. You can't yell at Carly. I mean, I'm just a loud guy. So everything seems like yelling, you know, I got it. So I, I, I didn't yell at Carly, but if I told her, hey, could you go get the belt? You need a whipping. Oh my gosh. The world caved in. She would cry so hard. She'd go and get my belt and, and then she'd hand it to me and she'd, I'd say, okay, bend over the couch. And you guys are like, oh, <laughs> I'd hear about this hard. <laughs> And that was the end of the world, and she'd sob, and we'd hug, and, and everything would be okay. But man, it just tore me up when I had to spank Carly, because it just, Chris would be like, go ahead. <laughs> they were two different people. And that's the other thing I had to realize, too, that Jelan and I worked through, is that they were different. One had my good traits, Delonda's bad traits. One had Delonda's traits, good traits and my bad traits. You know, we were different. They were different. It's crazy. But you have to remember, as a mom or as a dad, you have the power of God inside of you. And as you walk in the spirit, it's going to bring a change about. But let me tell you, your kids watch you. They do. And you know what they, they really notice? Like when you say a bad word. They capture that. And then you, then you in, your, in your hypocritic state, say, don't ever say that word. that they watch you they're watching you now they're watching how you're going through life and it's going to help them go through life they're watching how you're dealing with the issues of things today and i can go back to my daughter's house carly with the four boys man they mimic their dad they mimic their mom they do. They talk about politics the same way that their mom and dad do, you know? I mean, it's all, it's ingrained in them. You are indoctrinating your children. How will they turn out? Remember, we've been doing Wednesday nights, and Paul said, he said, follow me, imitate me, as I imitate Christ. Will your children find Christ through imitating you? Will they see Jesus? Because that's what matters. That's all that matters. Is that they find Christ. Amen? Let's see. Psalms 5.12 says, For you, O Lord, will bless the righteous. With favor you will surround him as with a shield. How many of you are righteous here today? Come on, raise your hands. Give me, the, give me that today. Raise your hand. If you're righteous, raise your hand today. If you're in Jesus, you're made, made right. Amen? 
And he says, with favor, he will surround you as with a shield. Amen. He'll put a shield around the righteous. He will protect you. Amen. And I believe that when we teach our children this, he'll protect them too. He'll put that shield around them. So righteousness is the way to go and to walk. Amen. God will surround you with a shield and protect you. And we are to pass along this to our children. Will their imitating, will their imitating get them into a deep relationship with Jesus? I remember reading the story of a mom who had 16 kids. Many of her sons were pastors. But when mom sat down in the kitchen and pulled her apron over her head, them kids knew, don't bug mom, don't cause trouble, just be quiet. Because when the apron went up over her head is when mom went to intercession. When mom was praying, she'd sit down in the kitchen, pull the apron over the head and shut everything out except the Lord. What are your kids learning from you? It's what matters. And Jesus will give you help. And it's never too late. It's never too late. Amen. It's never too late to start and it never stops. It never stops. Being a mom never stops. We always know like clockwork when Carly's calling because she calls at 8 o'clock every day, except Sundays because <laughs> she knows we're going to church. Being a mom will never stop. You're locked in. Just keep loving and walking in God's righteousness. Amen. Well, I already brought all you moms down to the front, so let's just bow our heads today. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you for moms. We thank you, Father God, that you saw that it wasn't good for a man to be alone. And that you created moms. Lord, and I, I lift up every mom in here today, God, every person. Lord, and I pray that we would have that encounter that our hearts would be renewed today in Jesus. Lord, I pray that you forgive us for the maybe the wrong things that we've done. But Lord, I pray that you not only forgive us, but you wipe it clean, God. So that, Lord, that it doesn't have a hold on us. So that it doesn't continue in us. Maybe here today you say, Pastor Ron, I need to connect with Jesus like never before. I need him to just take off the old things today and I need all things to become new today. If that's you, just raise your hand at me. Just wave up. Amen. Amen. Anybody else? Come on. Amen. 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 Praise you, Father. Father, you see these hands going up today and I pray today, God, that you really wipe that slate clean for them today. That, Lord, that the shame of those things, like when Adam and Eve sinned, the shame that came upon them, be broken today. And, Jesus, that you would clothe us in your righteousness today so that we can continue on doing what you've called us to do. That, Lord, that we would raise up our children in the ways of God. And, Lord, that they would be blessed, that they would, could imitate us, God, because we're imitating you. I pray, Father, that you bless every hand that was raised today, God. Let your peace be upon them and let your grace come down like rain upon their hearts and minds today. I 
pray a blessing over every mom, God. That you bless them like never before. You bless them, Father, with your presence, with your wisdom, God. Lord, we let go of those things which are old in us, the old nature. Lord, we press into the newness of knowing you. Create in us, God, a clean heart. I pray for children today. Bless our parents today. Bless our parents today and every day that we would honor them every day, God. We would honor them, Lord. We'd live a long life because of them. And Lord, we can abandon the old junk. We can press into Jesus. We thank you for who you are in us, God. Your righteousness. In Jesus' name, everybody said, Amen. Let's give the Lord a big hand today.